The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven. Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. Last December, I went to an Advent retreat that was very interesting. And it was interesting even more so now in light of what's going on in our world because of the COVID-19 pandemic. This was a retreat that the Lord made very clear he wanted me to go to. It was in another state. I had to fly to it when I got an email about this retreat. And I'm not even sure how I got on the mailing list for that email, but when I got it, I felt very clear. I heard God very clearly say to me, go, go on this retreat. So I made the arrangements and went. And while I was there, I was asking the Lord, why did you want me to come here to this particular retreat at this particular time to hear this particular set of speakers? And what do you want me to learn from my life? And what do you want me to share with others? What became very apparent to me was that it was like going to a military briefing. You know, in the secular world, in in the military world, when generals get together for a military briefing, what do they do? They share military intelligence. What is the enemy doing? What's the latest information about the enemy's strategies? And what are we going to do about this? And what is already being done about this? And what do we need to plan? I felt like I had gone to a military briefing about the battle between heaven and earth, the battle for our souls, the battle between God and his people and the enemy and his pawns. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I noted I jotted down in my notes from this retreat, and I'm going to share it now in light of how things have further developed since then. But first, before I get into that, I want to make note of something. In this stage of where the COVID-19 pandemic has gotten in all of our thinking around the world, because I think every country now, probably every country, is on lockdown where people are told to stay in their homes so as not to spread, not to catch the virus. And this is very important. You know, we need to be working together as a global community. But in this, there's something going on between the devil and God's people. In this, there is something that the devil wants to take advantage of. And I'm seeing rising up at this stage, I'm recording this when I think 
it's not even come to a climax yet in the United States where I live. In other places, the virus hasn't reached its peak yet either. But in, in some of the first places, it might have reached its peak and has maybe gone on the decline. Although we're still waiting for vaccine, we're still waiting for good medical treatments. But the point I want to make here is that we have a lot of fear mongers. We have a lot of people using social media because social media is much more popular right now. It's how people are staying connected. It's what people are turning to when they don't have jobs to go to or schools to go to. And this is one of the dangers because we can get very easily caught up it becomes addictive to be constantly looking at social media. And there's a lot more. There's an increase right now on social media of fearful posts, fear generating posts. On the one hand, there's the good fear, the healthy fear of do be afraid of going out in public as if things were normal because you might catch the disease. You need to take precautions. Take this seriously. Be afraid of getting sick, even if you don't show symptoms or get mild symptoms, because you might spread it to somebody else. Be afraid of being a carrier for the sake of others. But there's another kind of fear, a demonic kind of fear, which is meant to take our eyes off of hope, our eyes off of faith, our eyes off of love. In other words, our eyes off of Jesus Christ. You know, I spent the morning today answering people's questions and looking at some of the things people are sharing with me saying, what should I think about this? What should I tell others about this? What should I do about this? And there's some bizarre stuff out there. If it generates fear, and I'm not talking about the healthy fear of taking care of ourselves. I'm talking about fear that makes us full of anxiety, any kind of anxiety, that kind of fear is not of the Lord. Let me read to you from Isaiah. This is in chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not, God says, I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and uphold you with my right hand of justice. When scripture talks about the right hand, it's talking about the hand of power. It represents God's power. God is upholding you with his power. He does that for us, but we have to avail ourselves of it. You know, we have to reach out. We have to have our hands open to receive what he wants to give to us. But this message of fear not means that we need to keep our eyes on God and not on the ways that people of the world are trying to get attention through fear, through anxiety, or through false hope. There's also a lot of well-meaning Christians who are posting things on social networks that are about finding evidence that is giving people hope not based on true facts. And so we need to research everything that we want to share. We need to make sure on our social networks that we responsibly share what is true. Some of the things being sent around are, you know, like the Pope is asking for prayer. That's good and that can be verified. And some of it's old stuff that was posted a long time ago. And the Pope isn't asking for prayer at that particular time that's in the post. 
the prayer is not bad to do, even if you mistakenly believe that this is an accurate post for today. But my point is, if it generates fear, don't pass it forward and don't spend much time dwelling it, dwelling on it yourself. Turn to the Lord. Fear, the kind that produces anxiety, not healthy, good, safe decisions, but the kind that produces anxiety, that kind of fear is sinful because it takes our mind off of Christ and it takes our mind off of his helpfulness. It makes us distrust. Fear, by the way, you can take those letters, F-E-A-R, and make it spell something as a reminder. Fear is false evidence appearing real. We don't want to follow false evidence. We want to go to the Holy Spirit and say, tell me what is true about this, which means you need to have a good, strong personal relationship with the Holy Spirit so that you can receive and hear what he's trying to give to you. So in dealing with what's going on today, we need to remember that the only thing to fear is hell. The only kind of fear that should cause us anxiety is the fear of hell. And if you are on Christ's side, if you believe that Christ is your savior, if you believe that Christ died for you because you're a sinner and he took his sins upon the cross and he is redeeming you through that cross, through his death and resurrection, and he rose from the dead so that we could follow him to eternal life, we don't even need to fear death. If we get sick with the coronavirus, we don't even need to fear death because we go to a better place, a better life. Any kind of fear, other than the kind that keeps us safe, any kind of fear that causes anxiety is not of the Lord and we need to get it out of our lives. Rebuke it, renounce it, turn away from it, and put your eyes back on Jesus. Read scripture. Listen to faith-building podcasts by other Catholics and, and my own. I've got, come to the website footstepstoheaven.com, which is a website of all the podcasts that I've produced so far. And you can subscribe there to get immediate notification as soon as a podcast is published. We need to remember that only in, in keeping our eyes on Jesus can we get through this pandemic growing and becoming better for it. I'd like to share with you what I learned at that military briefing, that retreat that I went to. I'm going to just go through my notes and, and expand upon some of this to put it into context of today. Now, the, the priest and the laywoman who gave this retreat are both very spirit-filled. They have very strong prayer lives. They have very strong um, relationship with the Holy Spirit so that they are filled with the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. I saw evidence of that during the retreat. In what they shared, what I'm going to share with you now is based on not just their personal opinion, but also it's backed up by what saints have revealed and mystics have revealed down through centuries, as well as observing the signs of the time. You know, we can 
discern what God is up to by looking at the timing of things. This is something the Lord has taught me over and over and over again for the past several years. When we ask God to be in charge of our lives and in charge of the timing of things in our day, that's part of my morning prayer is always, Lord, be in charge of the timing of everything today. And when we let God be the Lord of our lives, there's no such thing as a coincidence. And we can look at the timing of things to discern what God is doing or to get clues about what he's doing. We may not know where it's leading to yet or what it's going to produce yet, but it gives us hope. It gives, gives us encouragement and boldness to proceed as his instruments in the world. So we do need to look at the evidence of the so-called coincidences. All these things brought together is what this priest and this layperson provided in this, what I call military briefing. One of the points they made is that, and remember this was back in December, they said that we are now beginning the chastisements that have been prophesied by saints and mystics down through the years and through the apparitions of the Blessed Mother that have been church approved, identified as, yes, there is nothing faulty and nothing against church teaching or scripture in in the messages of these apparitions and and the, the people seeing these apparitions have been examined. They're not fruitcakes, you know, they're not crazy people. So we can trust what these messages are saying. There has been quite a while, many decades of, of warnings about coming chastisements. At this retreat, I learned that the chastisements had begun and I'm thinking, uh, in what way? Because nothing seems different now than it was a year ago. We're putting up with a lot of evil in the world now that didn't exist a decade ago. You know, we're modern society. So many people, even good Christians, are believing that good is evil and, and evil is good. The things that society has taught us, the things that Satan through society has been, has been teaching. And so I thought, is that the chastisements? But unbeknownst to me, and unbeknownst to these people giving these presentations, is the coronavirus in China had already begun and had already begun its devastation. In light of the idea that the chastisements had begun, we were told to be prepared for any kind of suffering, but God is going to work blessings through it all. We're to keep our eyes on God, not on what is bad, but what is good that's going to come out of this. What good can we expect or hope for? What good is right now happening in my own life? We're all suffering. Those of us who understand that the Eucharist is Jesus Christ himself, and we long, we long to receive Jesus physically into us through the Holy Eucharist, and now we cannot? We're suffering, but we need to take our eyes off of what we've lost and look at what is God doing with this that is going to give us much more, that is going to give us great gains. And for a while we lose things, we sacrifice things in order for great gains. One of the most obvious things is we, when we finally get to go back to Mass in person, receiving Jesus in the Eucharist for real, not just through a spiritual act of communion, but for real, 
we are going to be so much more into it. We are going to be so much more appreciative of it. We are going to not take it for granted. We're going to be so alive in our joy and our enthusiasm. For example, mass the way it used to be, one of my favorite pet peeves. When we say the Gloria or Alleluia in mass, how often is it said Alleluia, Alleluia? You know, it's rotely. Glory to God in the highest is the way we need to be praying. And I think we're going to be doing that when we finally get back to church. That's the kind of people God wants us to be. Jesus can't do anything with mediocre, lukewarm Christians. In the book of Revelation, he says, I vomit you out of my mouth. We need to become fully alive in the faith. We need to repent of all the ways that we're not fully alive in the faith. And I believe that's the chastisement God is giving to us who are followers of Christ. He has taken from us the things that distract us from spending more time with the Lord, from the things that distract us from praying more, the things that distract us from reflecting more and doing an examination of conscience more often. If we are people who have not been able to go to work because the pandemic shut down our workplaces, what's God doing with that? He's inviting you to spend more time with him. And I bet you, you already are. One of the fruits of what's happening is already growing. Where is that leading? Where is that leading the whole church? How many people who really took the Eucharist for granted are no longer going to take it for granted? What's this going to do for people who didn't even believe that the Eucharist, they go to a Catholic Mass, but they didn't believe that the Eucharist is truly Jesus Christ himself? We can offer up our sacrifice of not being able to, The sacrifice that, yes, it's been forced upon us. We didn't choose it. But the sacrifice of not being able to to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, offer it up for all those other Catholics and Protestants, all the Christians who do not believe that Jesus Christ is truly present in the Eucharist. And that, my friend, is a powerful, powerful thing you can do with what's going on right now in the pandemic. It's what we are called to do. In the book of Daniel, there's a time when Daniel the prophet was talking to God, mourning about how evil, how sinful Israel had become. And in his prayer, he, the very holy man, prayed, Lord, forgive us. In other words, even though he was holy, He joined himself to the people who were sinning and said, forgive us. We need to do the same thing. We who know that Jesus truly is present in the Eucharist need to say, Lord, forgive us for taking you for granted or for not believing that you are truly present there. If the prophet Daniel did it because it was an important thing to do and it helped the salvation of Israel, then of course we are called to do it too. That's just one of the things that's a takeaway from observing what God is doing and and seeing that there are blessings coming from what, what looks so bad and what feels so bad. And looking at what God might be doing with this, 
at this retreat, it was prophesied that we are entering into a Eucharistic age. This was prophesied in December before any of us had a clue. We could not even imagine our church doors being shut and locked and us not being allowed to go to Mass and receive Jesus in the Eucharist. But they prophesied that we are entering into a Eucharistic age. So that means that the Eucharist is supreme in all the, the lives, our lives as Christians. That, I think it's pretty obvious now that that's going to be one of the benefits coming out of the sacrifice of not being able to go to Mass. Another thing that we were told is in all of this, there is nothing to fear. Remember, that's what I said a little bit earlier in this podcast. The only thing to fear is hell. And if we are with Christ, we are not going to go to hell. We are going to go to heaven. We're going, we have salvation and eventually we will reach heaven. So let us rejoice. We don't have to be afraid of anything because greater is Christ in us than, than the devil in the world. Greater is Jesus in us than all the evil put together in the world. Another thing that's prophesied is that this is a time of the laity. Consider how the timing of this pandemic is when we've come through some several months of being exposed in what I call the holy light of Christ, being exposed for all to see the corruption in the church hierarchy, the evil doings that have been going on with with homosexuality and and sexual abuses and clericalism and, and whatnot. There are still a lot of good holy priests, but in the time of the laity, what would that look like? I believe it's the time when, for example, take a look at who are the ones who are making the podcasts like this one. Who are the who are the type of people who are producing videos and podcasts and writings that are building up people's faith and pointing them in the right direction during the COVID crisis? There are some priests doing it, but the majority of people are laity. And another thing that we can do as laity during this pandemic is go to our priests with creative ideas that maybe they haven't thought of yet. For example, in Peru, the people went to their priest and said, how about putting the blessed sacrament in the monstrance on the roof of our church, lighting it up, and having Eucharistic adoration, and all of us can come in our cars and keep good, safe social distancing from each other, and we can worship Jesus in the Eucharist. And they did that. The priest realized, yes, that's a great idea. And and he did that. They worked together on this. And the neighborhood who saw this worshiped Jesus, even the non-Catholics. They all stopped to pray. If you've got an idea, my friend, of how we can safely worship Jesus creatively and build up the faith of people without giving up safety, talk to your priest about it. Speak up. This is the time of the laity and God is giving us laity a special anointing. We are his instruments and we're called to work with our priests respecting their decisions, but also 
inviting them to think of ideas that maybe they hadn't thought of before to build the faith of the people. Or to do things like, for example, taking food to the poor who can no longer come to the food pantries. There's things that need to be done when everything is shut down. And our priests can't think of everything, but we have a lot of people in our parishes and amongst all of us, we can think of everything that needs to be done. So even though we can't get together in person, we can still get together in ministry. Well, I'm just about running out of time. So I need to share with you a few more things. And then I'm going to continue on this topic in the next podcast. One of the messages that was very clear at this military briefing is God saying, if my people humble themselves, I will heal their land. We need to humble ourselves. We all need to repent. We all need to look at what we need to repent from. In all the things that are stressing you out because they've been taken away from you, what is God telling you about where you need purification? I'm going through this myself. I'm looking at why am I so stressed out that I can't get to the Eucharist? Why am I not being more at peace, realizing that Jesus can still be supernaturally present in my life. I'm on a journey. The Lord has given me some answers and I don't have time to share that with you now, but hopefully I'll get that out in a future um, future podcast, although it is coming out. I've already written about it for the newsletter that gets published by Good News Ministries. So do come to our website, gnm.org, and look for the how you can sign up for the newsletter insiders view and you can find out things besides what's being published in podcasts you know that that are being provided to help us all get through this pandemic another thing that i learned is that we need to enthrone our homes with the sacred heart of jesus and the immaculate heart of mary remembering that they are there to help us is a powerful aid to us We need to remember that Jesus doesn't want worriers. He wants warriors. Are you going to be in fear worrying about things? Or are you going to say, Lord Jesus, how can you use me to make this world a better place through what's going on right now? What are you trying to teach me, Lord? And we need to pray the rosary. And the first thing that we need to pray the rosary for, the first decade, is for joy. Ask the Holy Spirit, who in scripture is called the oil of gladness. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with joy. Ask the Blessed Mother to help you, to pray for you, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, who will give you joy, who will fill you with joy, even in the midst of all the craziness that's going on, even in the midst of the uncertainties about what our future is going to be like economically, not just health-wise, but economically. Pray the rosary, starting with praying for yourself to be strong, to keep your eyes on Jesus, and to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And on that note, I want to end this podcast. I will share more with you in the future because I've got a lot more to share on this, more that I learned from this military briefing and other things that I've learned even from years ago that are now all coming into focus together. 
So let us pray right now. What I always like to end with. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.